You've been listening to Alkalinity and Divinity with wellness coach Jackie Green. Listen to more inspiring episodes on Spotify, Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, and more. Hello, my friends. How are you today? I'm doing pretty darn good today. I'm really enjoying the summer. So today I wanted to talk about the excuses. The excuses that we make up about why we can't move forward or why we can't live that extraordinary life. Um, Why it's only good for other people, but it's never going to happen for us. Why other people can have a beautiful marriage or relationship and nope, that's just not in my cards. Um, Why other people can be successful, successful business owners, but nope, that's not for me. You know, my my quest for you, my my plea to you is to say, do not be loyal to your limitations. Limitations that you might have learned from someone else along the way. See, their ceiling can be your platform. It can be your platform to build upon. We learn limitations. We learn limitations by who we were brought up with, who we were brought up by, who we surround ourselves with to this day. And, you know, I always say we are who we surround ourselves with. But somebody else's limit, we can't live by that. We can't live. So so here's a story. Um, years and years and years ago, I, I got engaged at, to my first husband. And we were going to have our, uh, our engagement party. We lived in New Jersey, and we were going to have it across the river in a place called Dobbs Ferry um, in New York. And I had relatives that were like, nope, I'm not getting on a ferry. It had nothing to do with getting on a ferry. Quite honestly, there was a bus that was hired to take them. But the point is, you know, people just have certain ways of thinking and some people are stuck in limiting beliefs and they they just never expanded their life or their thought process or their intellect and that's not us anyone that's listening to this you're a go-getter you are a rainmaker you are an atmosphere changer and we cannot be limited by someone else's beliefs. If they only wanted to go so far in life, let that be your platform. Let that let you say, that was good for you, but I'm not staying there. I'm moving up. I'm moving out. I'm going, there's something better for me. There's something bigger for me and I'm going to go and find it and I'm not going to stop until I get there. You know, um, and I get to... I get to bring the divinity part into this because this is my alkalinity and divinity podcast. So, you know, I love to use Moses as an example because when God called him, you know, God called him from the moment that he was born. God set this boy up. He was born and the parents knew that there was something very, very, very special about him, but they also knew that it was a time of, of trauma and tragedy and that all of the, the newborn males were going to be 
uh, put to death. So they, they brought him down to the river and they put him, they hit him in the reeds uh, at three months. And it just so happened. It just so happened. Nothing just happens in life. Everything is a setup. It just so happens that Pharaoh's daughter went down to, to take a bath down there. And fast forward, whether you know the story or not, the, um, the mother, Moses' mother, actually got to, to apply for the job to be the babysitter, uh, the nanny, if you will, in the palace at, for Pharaoh. So she got to bring her child up anyhow um, in the, the life of luxury within the palace. But I say that because Moses was in that palace for 40 years. And then he, then he went out into the wilderness. And then when God came to him and told him, I want you to be my voice. I want you to speak. I want you to go to Pharaoh and say, let my people go. Well, his first excuse was, I'm not good enough. Who am I that, that I should go? Who am I that I should go? He was already brought up in that palace. He knew the ins and outs. He knew their language. He knew their energy. You know, where in life is, are you being asked to go? Where are you being asked to step up and take your position and you say, I'm not good enough? Look back in your life. You were already trained and groomed for where you are today. But look back. Look at the patterns of what has happened in your life to get you to where you are today. It was mandated long ago for where you're going to be today. You are good enough. You have everything that you need and then some and then some. You know, the next excuse he he said is, I don't have all the answers. I don't have all the answers. And God said, you don't need all the answers. I'm going to tell you. I will tell you what to say. I'll tell you where to go. I'll give you everything that you need. You just need to show up. Where do you need to show up in life? Where are you shrinking and you're not shining? We have to show up. We have to raise our hand and then follow through. We can't just say yes and then not show up for the task. You know, but Moses said, but people won't believe me. It's not for them. It's not whether they're going to believe you or not. It's, it's just for you to walk through on the calling because the right people will hear what you have to say. The right people will get behind you. The right people will get with you. Your vibe will absolutely attract your tribe. You can't worry about what other people are saying or thinking. You need to be focused on what you have been called to do and then go and walk it out. You know, one of the other things Moses said was, I'm a terrible public speaker. Well, let me tell you, I was a terrible public speaker. When, when I was in grammar school, I did not want to stand up in front of the class for anything. I would flunk out. I would take the D. I would take the F. The teachers would call me and say, nope, I'm, I'm going to call in sick. I'm going to write a note. I'm going to sign my father's name. I'm not going. I'm not going. And now you can't get me off a of stage. Now all I want to do is speak to people. I want to speak to people and share the truth so that you can live an extraordinary life because you're not an ordinary person. You know, the fifth excuse that he said is, I'm not qualified. 
I'm not qualified. Please don't send me. And you know what the Lord said? You're more than qualified. I called you qualified. It's not for people to qualify you. It's for God to qualify you and then go and do what he's already put inside of you. And he will send people along with you. For for Moses, he gave him Aaron. He gave him Aaron and he gave him a rod. He gave him a rod and a staff. What is in your hand? What is in your hand? Who is next to you? Stop looking all around. Just look at your hand. Look at your heart. Look up and ask for guidance and everything that you need at the appropriate time, at the appropriate moment, at the appropriate circumstance will show up. As you go, you will have what you need, but you're not going to get what you need if you don't go. If you're just sitting on the sofa, if you're waiting on the vision, your vision is already waiting on you. Time is going very quickly. Things are being expedited quickly. God is on the move. He is moving fast these days. So if you put your hand up and you said, yes, 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 use me. I want to build a big business. I, I want notoriety. I, I want to be famous for, for what I know, for what I do, for the expert that I am. Then go and do it. Step up. Step up and show up. But the last thing I'm going to say to you is don't sign up if you're not going to show up because there's nothing more frustrating than doing that. If you sign up, show up. Look at the five excuses, see which one resonates with you, and then go and call it out to be a liar because the, the excuses are not the truth. You know the truth. So step up, stop making excuses, And move forward, move toward that extraordinary life because you're not an ordinary person. All right. I hope that I have contributed to your life in some way, shape, or form. Thank you for tuning in. Stop by again next week. And until then, I love you all. Take some time to quiet your mind. The Alkalinity and Divinity Podcast with award-winning wellness coach Jackie Green starts now. Well, hello, everybody. I hope you're doing well, and I hope that you are living your outstanding, extraordinary life, or at least feeling closer to it. So I wanted to start a new topic. Um, We'll talk about it over the next couple of weeks, but I wanted to talk about the topic of confidence, self-worth, self-value. You know, I think a lot of people are under the, the impression that confident people are just born confident and nothing could be further from the truth. Confidence is a skill. It's a skill that's learned by repetitive behaviors. And I believe that lack of confidence, um, low self-esteem, low self-worth is also learned by repetitive behaviors. See, we've been given the power to live and create this outstanding life. You know, I always say an extraordinary life to live. And we have the power to choose. We can choose to blame or we can choose to change things. You know, the blame thing, that's the easy out. 
that's the easy out. We can blame everybody for our unhappiness. We can just sit there and be miserable. We can live in suffering. And oh, by the way, suffering is a choice. Or the big or is choosing to make a difference. See, we are exactly in life where we chose to be. I'm sorry, but that's the truth. You know, I love when people say to me, well, you don't know what happened to me. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that anything happened to you. But here's the deal. See, I can remember being in the back of the limousine on the way to the cemetery to bury my late husband, Jeff. And I had the three little boys with me. And I said to boys, I want to say something and I want you to listen. I want you to hear me now. Don't ever, don't ever let me hear you say, well, you don't know what happened to me in life. See, we're not to curse our crisis. They're actually a gift. They're a golden gift selected by the hand of God. For if God be for me, who can truly be against me? But do you believe that? See, that's the core question. Do you believe? What are you believing? So when we raise our hand and we say yes, we say yes. You know, I'm doing a small group right now, and it's when God says yes. When you raise your hand and you say yes, use me. Yes, I'll go. Yes, I'll do it. That's a serious task because when we pray to him, we, we believe and we expect that he's going to show up and say yes for us. So why should his expectation be any different? Why should he not think that if we said yes, that we're going to show up? There shouldn't be a different expectation there. It's the meaning that we give to things in our life, the story that we wrap around our hurts and our harm that will either make us or break us. You know, I'm forever saying, look at the past as a clue to your destiny. Now, your destiny, it, it doesn't determine your future, but destiny is a choice. It's a decision. The purpose of God is the will on your life. That's the purpose. I must believe that what I've gone through was for his plan and his purpose because it says that he formed me before I was in the womb. He planned my path, but then he gave me free will, free will to choose. See, the word says that he created Jacob, but he formed Isaac. And to be formed means to be pressed, squeezed, pushed. Another word, another word in the Greek is a vex, which means trouble. Trouble that has pushed you to a place you didn't even know was there. Maybe you've been pushed to your purpose. See, if he formed me and he planned me, then he must have planned the challenges having belief in me that I am victorious and that I am more than a conqueror? Or will I allow self-doubt and fear to enter in? And then I'll create these negative stories around life circumstances and experiences. See, there's a scale in life to live on, one to ten. But will I choose to live at number five? Or will I choose to be a ten? Will I think like a five? Will I speak like a five? Will I act like a five? Always wanting to be the 10, envying the 10, wishing to be the 10. Hmm, but what does the 10 do to be a 10? 
And am I willing? Am I willing to show up, to step up, to do everything that that 10 is doing? See, whatever we have on the inside is always going to show up on the outside. We live our lives. We have a home base for our emotions. The emotions, the stories that we told ourselves, we can get into a place of complacency. Believing not enough is our portion. See, living in someone else's limitations, maybe the ones who raised you, the voices that you heard, the comments that were made around you, and then you receive them. Do you know that you hold the same power to remove those beliefs and to go from being a five to a magnificent, world-changing, atmosphere-changing number 10? Do you believe that? See, it's a standard that you set for yourself. Understanding what our core values are. Living as your authentic self. Learning to accept who you are. Learning to accept what you like. And even more so, what you don't like. See, every day we are training people around us how to treat us. Understanding the negative emotions that come up against us. Acknowledging them. You know that they're there. But when you acknowledge them, you take the power away from them. And you can then switch the script. When that fear comes in, acknowledge it and say, Ugh, I knew you were going to show up. But what's the lesson? What do you want me to learn? And could this be something different? Could this actually be a gift and not a curse? You have the power to choose. You can reach, you choose what you receive and how you receive it, what you're taking in. You know, what do you need to learn from the situation? What action step do you need to take in order to overcome and move on? Move on. Each action step creates a momentum. And this momentum is creating an emotion. But an emotion of positive response to the brain, of which you'll want more and more of the more you condition yourself with this repetitive behavior. Creating confidence is a skill It can be learned. As I said, it's not something necessarily that you're born with. We must establish our musts in life. Not our shoulds, but our musts. It says clarity is key. And oh, by the way, key, K-E-Y, simply means keep educating yourself. You know, Jesus gave the commandment to love your neighbor as you love yourself. But how do you do that? Because how you do you is how you do the world. Or do you treat the world better than you? You know, a person with low self-worth and low self-esteem, you know, they're generally the the one that wants to be the people pleaser or the the yes man um, or the one who just sits in the back and never really participates, wanting it, but just not knowing how to do it or believing that they really can. See, confident people, they walk in a room with a presence. They're not arrogant, but they just understand who they are. They understand that they bring value. They understand that they have the ability to contribute to others, to the people around them. They know that they have a seat at the table. They don't wait for the invite. But how? 
because they practice their purpose. And practice makes perfect. And oh, by the way, the more you can invest in you, the more you're going to fill the inside up. And the, the fuller that the inside is, the less validation on the exterior you're going to need from others. See, it's about purpose. It's not about popularity. Now, let's look at Michael Jordan. Do you think he came out like a basketball phenom? Well, he probably had that deep desire placed in his heart, much like you have a desire placed in your heart. But he had the drive. He had the tenacity to keep going and going and going. You know, not everybody believed in him, but he believed in him. He chose, and you can choose too. Whenever he's interviewed and people ask him, listen, how did you get this way? He said, you know what? I practice. I had habits. I had habits. Have you ever heard of the power of five? This is a John Maxwell thing. He says, there's a big tree in your yard and there's an ax. And every day you go out and you take five swings with the ax at that tree. You go back in, you go back to work, you do what you're going to do. The next day you go back out, you take five swings at the tree, put the ax down, go back in. What are you doing? You're building momentum. You're building muscle. And eventually, eventually that tree is going to fall down. That negative emotion is going to go away. That mountain is going to be moved. That confidence is going to be built. They're action steps, repetitive action steps. You know, discovering your purpose. Know what it is that you want to achieve. Long-term, short-term. Setting goals that you can achieve that are, that are within arm's length that you can actually accomplish that you can then build upon, stacking, stacking confidence. This is going to retrain your brain and it's going to start to let go of some of the negativity and replace it with positive. It's going to give your, your, your mind a clue and you're going to start to shift. You'll start to shift how you stand, how you sit. Your shoulders will be back. You'll remind yourself, I'm worthy. You'll be able to use your voice and speak up. You'll start to remind yourself that you have something powerful to say, that you do matter. Your voice matters. Your mind and your body will begin to create a loop, a loop that will build confidence. You know, shifting your questions, the questions that you ask yourself, instead of asking, am I smart enough? Oh, do they see me as a failure? Why not ask yourself, why shouldn't I be able to accomplish that? Why would I waste my time focusing on something that I'm not good at when I know I'm so great in this area? I'm so strong at this. See, whatever we behold, we become. What we focus on is where we're giving our power. So what are you focusing on? And if it's not anything positive, shift it. Shift it into something that is. You know, if you go into a situation knowing that you can't handle it and you're all stressed out and you have absolute anxiety over it, then that's what's going to happen. As opposed to shift your thinking. Have more of a growth mindset. View your challenges as opportunities to learn something. Something new to be stretched. 
you will begin to approach these opportunities with assurance and you'll begin to see your setbacks as progress. These are steps. These are steps to growing your confidence. You know, remembering a recent accomplishment, and it can be something as small as when you opened a door for somebody and they were grateful. Maybe somebody dropped something and you went out of your way to pick it up for them. These are accomplishments. These are things that will trigger your brain. And if you start to remember these things, it doesn't have to be, you know, uh, being promoted to the, the CEO of the company or closing a, a mega, mega contract. Small steps, small steps will begin to retrain your brain. It's going to create a loop, a loop of positivity between the mind and the body, the power that you hold. You'll begin to challenge, to channel self-confidence. And the more that you can crowd out the negative emotions with positive, it's an automatic win. The mind will begin to think in more positive ways. Repetitive behavior, repetitive behavior, repetitive behavior, five swings with the axe. Eventually, that tree is coming down and eventually your confidence is coming up. Okay, my friends, I hope that I have contributed something to your life today to help to live that extraordinary life because you are not ordinary. You are extraordinary. I love you all. Have a great day. Hey, beautiful people. So I'm back and I wanted to finish up our detox series, the six ways that the body detoxes on its own. And the last point of, um, of reference will be about the kidneys. And the kidneys are amazing because they are, they're just constantly flushing our system. And, um, you know, they remove waste and they also, um, they remove extra fluid. The kidneys, they filter about 200 quarts of blood each day. Isn't that amazing that there's even that much blood in our body? Um, but then it equates to about one to two quarts of urine. So think about that, like you pee one to two quarts of urine a day. But in that, uh, there's waste in there and there's extra fluids that are coming out. And in order to keep your body from, from not building up, again, the waste and the toxins, that extra fluid, this is one of the many jobs. There's actually five jobs that the kidneys do. The second thing is it helps to con control our blood pressure. Um, if it's, you know, too high or too low, our body will speak to us in different ways. Uh, we can have headaches in some instances. We can have brain fog. We can get dizzy or lightheaded. So that's why our fluids are so important and the kidneys are so very, very, very important to us. Um, they also make red blood cells. Your kidneys make a hormone um, and... This actually, it tells the marrow to make the red blood cells in the body, and it carries oxygen from your lungs uh, to supply all of your body's needs. And these red blood cells give you the energy that you need for your daily activities. The kidneys also help to keep your bones healthy. Uh, you need vitamin D to absorb calcium. Um, and calcium, it's important because there's minerals in making the bones strong. I always say, you know, in order to stay in that alkaline state, um, 
the, what the body does is it draws from calcium and the highest amount of calcium in your body is from your bone structure. So that's why I've said, you know, um, Americans tend to have a lot of osteoporosis because they are in an acidic state and it's really important to get back in balance. And, um, and that's the next conversation is how it controls our pH levels. And that's the matter of um, the acid and the base. And your kidneys maintain a healthy balance of these chemicals that control the acid levels. And as the cells break down, they make acids. So it's the foods that you eat that can either increase or lower the amount of acid in your body. Now, the kidneys balance the pH of your body by either removing or adjusting just the right amount of acid um, as a buffering agent. So one other thing that, that happens um, when we're off balance, and some people are just very prone to it, is they will um, they'll manufacture kidney stones. And um, they are painful. I, thank God, have not experienced it. My husband has, and uh, good friends of mine have. Um, but that's something to be mindful of. And again, managing your fluids. So coconut water is an excellent resource. It's a great way for hydration for your body. Um, and, at, and folks that are kind of prone to kidney stones, you may want to incorporate some coconut water into your diet. Um, also, you know, don't underestimate your sweat. Uh, saunas and hot yoga, heavy exercise is all excellent. It's excellent for your health. But if you are um, releasing too much and not rehydrating, that is going to put an extra strain on those kidneys. And by doing that, um, you know, you're, you're going to urinate a lot less and it's going to cause an overload of minerals to settle in the kidney, in the urinary tract. And, and this is one of the ways that these stones accumulate in there. So make sure that you're really hydrating your body. I always say that, you know, you can never hydrate too much. Um, it's important. Some of the other things, um, foods that are really good for you would be asparagus. And I know asparagus actually help you, uh, they work as a diuretic. But, um, but they're very beneficial to the kidney and the bladder because they help it to cleanse itself. Broccoli is a wonderful um, source to help fight off infections in the cells of the body, and it helps to fight off cancer. Uh, it will boost the, the liver ability, but it also is excellent for your kidney. And grapefruit, they're loaded with nutrients, vitamin A, vitamin C, vitamin B, um, as well as some acid, some fiber, some potassium. And the enzymes found in the grapefruit actually help to um, break down fat in the body, and they can help to promote weight loss. But I will tell you that there are some medications that do not interact well with grapefruit, so be mindful of that. Avocados, I absolutely love avocados. They're loaded with antioxidants and they help your body to expel harmful toxins. And again, they're really great for the kidney. Kale, love me some kale. It's just packed with amino acids um, and it helps to make your mind sharper. Kale is just beneficial for managing cholesterol and kale can help with managing your blood pressure as well as being a great benefit for your kidneys.
artichokes give your liver a break artichokes provide such a wide variety of nutrients for the blood and the liver um, and the kidneys and collard greens love me some collard greens i like to actually um blanch them very quickly in hot water like literally for 30 seconds to a minute i drop them in i drop i pull it back out i dry it off i take the center stem out and then i use that collard as my wrap um, so that i can have a carb-free lunch if you will well in any event um, you know, again, keep yourself hydrated, add some great herbs to your salads and your meals, parsley, cilantro, they are both excellent ways to help flush that kidney out. And yes, it's true, cranberry juice, juniper berry, these are great, great things to put into your body. Remember, whatever you're putting in is going to be affecting everything in there and hopefully will be removing something on its way out. Same thing goes with good words, right? So if you're speaking positive to yourself, when you go to speak back to somebody else or speak on a situation, you're going to speak good words back out. So be mindful, my friends. Be mindful of what you're putting in your body, what you're putting in your spirit. And above all, be blessed. Be a blessing. And I hope that I have in some way contributed something good to your life. So be blessed. Until next time, I love you all and keep flushing those kidneys. Hello, all my friends. I hope you're having an amazing day and an even better week. And now that we are into full swing of the harvest season, which I love so much, um, I had the opportunity to share the other morning. Um, you know, when we, um, in the clubhouse prayer group, uh, AM Wisdom and Prayer with Pastor Melva Henderson, which I'm so thankful for. Um, on Thursdays, I usually throw out a thankful Thursday. So she asked me if I would uh, do, you know, make that the topic of the following Thursday. And of course, I said yes. Um, so that's what I want to share with all of you. I want to share my thoughts on thankful Thursday and, um, and why being thankful is so important to, to the body, to the mind, to the spirit. Um, it just has the power to transform our lives. So for me, I think two of the most powerful words in the world are thank you. And, um, you know, when someone, Richard Branson says this, he says, if somebody offers you an amazing opportunity, say yes, and then figure it out later how to do it. And that's pretty much what I did. I said, yes, I say yes a lot in life. And then, um, and then I give it a shot. And if it works, that's great. And if it doesn't, I just had another experience in my life. So I'm always thankful when somebody asks something of me. Especially when, um, when we do say yes. If we're aligned and we are positioned in our place and our purpose, then we can say yes and all things are going to work together for our good. The past weeks on, um, on Clubhouse, we've been talking about a mindset and life is all about your mindset. You know, whatever you're thinking, wherever you are in life, you've actually thought yourself into that place. So it's amazing. It's amazing when we decide that we're going to level up, that we're going to come up. 
And really the only way to accomplish and achieve progress or progress which equals happiness is with a mastered mindset. And that mindset is that everything is happening to me. It's happening for me. It's happening for a higher purpose. But that's the mindset. It's a thankful mindset, a mindset of gratitude, an attitude of gratitude. So I want to talk about um, a couple of scriptures. I want to talk about some practical things that we can do. And, um, and I just want to share some examples. So, you know, there's a statistic that says that people that come to America from other countries are more likely to become millionaires than the average American. And the reason why I'm saying that, is, well, there's two reasons. One is basically our minds are like magnets. So whatever we focus on, that's what we're going to bring into our life. See, each one of us is responsible for exactly where we are today. Exactly the way our life is because of what we're thinking. Because our thoughts create things. Now, we have a friend, his name is Joseph, and he is a prime example of your thoughts creating things because he was in Africa several years ago and he had his mind made up exactly, exactly what he was going to do when he got here. He knew he wanted to be a multimillionaire. He knew he wanted to own multiple businesses with multiple streams of revenue. He knew that he wanted to be able to contribute to others' lives financially, mentally, emotionally. And that is exactly what he did. Now, he, I know him. I know that he never worried about the how because there was a bigger why. See, and when you have that big why, the big hows will always show up. And that is H-O-W. The how will always show up. But Joseph practices an attitude of gratitude. It's powerful. God says to be thankful and say so. Speak it out loud. 71 times in the Bible, he refers to saying thanks. In Philippians, and I chose to read from the Passion Translation, Philippians 4, it says, Be cheerful and joyous, celebrating in every season of your life. Let joy overflow and let gentleness be seen in every relationship. For our Lord is ever near. Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about things. Be saturated in prayer throughout your day, offering your faith-filled requests to God with an overflowing gratitude. Tell him every detail of your life. And then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will guard your heart and mind through Jesus Christ. Keep your thoughts, what you're thinking, continually fixed on all that is authentic and real, honorable and admirable, beautiful and respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind. And fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising him always and put into practice the example of all that you have heard or seen in the life 
And God, God's peace will be with you in all things. There's a couple of quotes that I want to share. One is, when we are grateful, fear disappears and abundance appears. And that's a Tony Robbins. Oprah, we all love Oprah. Who doesn't love Oprah? I think she's the queen of gratitude. She says, be thankful for all you have and you'll end up having more of it. And if you concentrate on what you don't have, then surely you're never, ever, ever going to have enough. See, some people grumble that the roses have thorns, but I'm grateful that the thorns have roses. I'm grateful to be here. I'm grateful for today. I'm grateful that I get to talk on my podcast. See, I may not be anybody to you, but I am somebody to God. And that is my mindset. And that is something that I am grateful for on a daily basis. We all have the power to change anything in our life. It's a choice. Focus. We focus on what things mean. We give meaning to things. The meaning you give matters. We get to choose. God gave us freedom to choose. He said, choose life or choose death. It is in the power of your tongue. So speaking your life into existence as you choose, as you choose to think because your thoughts are things. So what things are we really creating from our thoughts? And are our thoughts pitiful or are they powerful? See, we can choose to be thankful or we can choose to complain and blame. I choose to believe that nothing just happens. I choose to believe that I can create a new life with new choices, with new thoughts. I have the power to shape my world, my life, my results, my outcome. Mastering my mindset. It's all available if I choose, if I decide. So thankful Thursday. Thankful Thursday, everybody, is about being thankful and grateful. How many times do you hear this? We hear it from the most prominent people out there, right? We just talked about Tony. We talked about Oprah. But I want to talk also about some of the benefits of being thankful. Some of the physical, the physical benefits. It will improve your physical health. It will improve your psychological health. It helps with empathy, reduces aggression, It's a very aggressive world right now, isn't it? It'll help you with your sleep. You'll sleep better. You'll sleep longer. Who doesn't want more sleep? It'll improve your self-esteem. That's huge. It'll increase mental strength. And best of all, it will help to open doors to more relationships. And really, life is about relationships and contributing to others. It can actually make you happier. It'll reduce anxiety and depression. It just encourages a healthier behavior. It helps with recovery. See, there's a real thing to this. God created us in his perfectness and he left nothing out. He knew the power of the thought and that's why he told us, choose life, not death. He tells us to think of the things of heavenly places, higher thoughts. 
It tells us that blessed is the man or the woman who perseveres under trial. Because when they stood the test, they will receive the crown, the crown of life that God has promised. He's promised to those he loves and to those who love him. There's another quote. I love this one. It says, cultivate the habit of being grateful for everything that comes to you and give thanks continuously because all things have contributed to your advancement. You should include all things in your gratitude, the good, the bad, and the ugly. There's a scripture that talks about gratitude. There were 10 lepers, right? And Jesus healed all 10 of them. And he told them, go, go show yourself to the priests. So they went, they were so excited. They were thrilled. They're like, wow, man, I got my arm back. I got my ear back, got my eyebrow back. I got it all back. Look at me. They were so excited. But only one turned around. One turned around to come back. He dropped to his knees and he gave thanks and praise. He was so thankful. Jesus said to him, your faith has made you whole and healed. Arise. And when you see the word arise, that means you're stepping up. You're coming up. You're leveling up. Now, what happened to the other nine? Jesus said, weren't they thankful? Where'd they go? But see, the difference was one turned around. One turned around, he looked back. He looked back at where he was, but then he was so thankful for where he is. So you see, my friends, you may not be where you want to be in life, but you can certainly look back and be thankful that you're not where you once were. Choosing to be positive having a grateful attitude, it's going to determine how you're going to live your life. On a daily basis, it will determine your day for you. And I tell you no lie, if any of you know me, you know I've definitely had some trials and tribulations in my life. And many a times, I would get through the the practicality of it, But I would go and spend time with God and just say, Lord, okay, I'm thankful. I'm thankful that I'm going through this situation right now. I'm thankful that you knew the beginning from the end and that you have a plan and a purpose. And I know that your plans are not to hurt me or harm me. They're to help me and prosper me. I'm going to be grateful. I'm grateful for my three sons. I'm thankful that you've already made the crooked road straight. I'm thankful that you chose me for this mission. I'm thankful that I am someone to you and that you trust me enough for this mission. I thank you. See, it's a habit. It's a habit of good thoughts, grateful thoughts, thoughts of gratitude, thoughts of thanksgiving. They're like a free antidepressant. Now, I'm serious on this. Hear me out because you all know my jam is about the body, the health of the temple, and the power of prayer. And when we bring those two things together, we are unstoppable. Do you know your body? Your body will support you. Your body will support happiness. Because the brain, the thoughts that go in and get released, they're called neurotransmitters. And really what they are is they're chemicals. They fire and wire your brain. They feed. They feed off of hormones. These hormones, one is cortisol. So when you're really, really stressed, 
and you're thinking those bad thoughts, you're focused on the bad things, what could actually happen throughout the day, because you know we have over 60,000 thoughts per day. I think it's something like, I don't know, uh, 50,000 per hour. Majority of those thoughts, 86% of those thoughts are repetitive thoughts. So you're thinking the same thing every day. What would happen if you started thinking better thoughts, thankful thoughts, happier thoughts and that's what 86 percent of your thoughts were thinking what do you think your your outcome your results would be well in any event back to the cortisol so the cortisol is a hormone and when it's released it's it's released from stress really it's also released when we eat sugar but i'm not going to go there today but you know if you've got that big bloated belly chances are you're pretty stressed because you're releasing a lot of cortisol However, and I do love the howevers in life, right? We also uh, release serotonin and dopamine. And these hormones, they're created, they're a sense of well-being and they help with brain function, you know, at peak capacity. And happy and thankful thoughts, thoughts of gratitude supports brain growth. So see, you can think yourself happy. Thankful thoughts and gratitude, they're free. They're free. These hormones are critical. They are responsible for good moods. Good mood, good food. They go hand in hand, but that's not this podcast today. Feeling happy on the inside. See, God provided everything we would ever need in his word. In Colossians, it says, whatever you do in word, meaning whatever you speak or deed, your actions, do everything in the name of Jesus, giving thanks to the Father. In Samuel, it says, fear the Lord and serve him faithfully with your heart for consider. And to consider means to think carefully about something. Think about what great things he has done for you. You know, when I work with people and we're working on confidence, and again, confidence is, it's part of a thought, right? And they may be fearful. They're, they're fearful to make to take that action or to make that move. And I'm like, think that you can. Think that you can. See yourself doing it. Think of a past success. Everybody has a past success. Each one of you have had a massive success in your life. I know it. I know it because you're rainmakers. Remind yourself of those successes. And be thankful. Think yourself into thankfulness. Because again, when we are grateful, fear disappears and abundance appears. And for this, I am grateful. Now, I don't walk around saying there's no weeds, there's no weeds, there's no weeds. Because life, it has ups, it has downs, it has good, it has bad, it has trials, it has tribulations. But thankful Thursday doesn't always just have to be unthankful on Thursdays. It's a real thing. See, we have so much power. We have the power to live a happy life. I dare say joyful. We have the power to change our mind. You have the power to change your mind. T.D. Jakes, he is my man. He's my man, and he says it best. He says you can change your house. You can change your car. You could change your job. You could even change your life partner, but until you change your mind, nothing, nada, nana is going to change. See, it's not fairy dust. It's a conscious choice. God gave us the power to choose. Choose life. 
Choose to focus on the things he tells us to focus on. It says, lean not on your own understanding, but on him because his ways are higher. Applying his word of thanksgiving and praise always. Paul and Cyrus did it, right? At the midnight hour, at the midnight hour, at the last moment of the day, the earthquake came and the doors blew open. See, having a thankful heart, having an attitude of gratitude, it will blow doors open for you. It'll blow doors open that you never thought could be open, but God opened them. That's the power of the mind of gratitude and thankfulness. The power to have gratitude and to be thankful, changing your mind to see the good, the good in people. Yeah, even the good in people that hurt you. The good in a dark, bad, sad situation. Now, let me tell you, I do enjoy a good pity party. Yep, 24 hours. 24 hours. But then I say, girl, you need to get up, wipe the snot from your nose, and pull yourself back up by the word of God. And thank him for everything that you just went through. And get back in the game. Get back in that game of living an epic and outstanding life. Consider it pure joy, my brothers. When you encounter trials of many kind, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. God's testing. God's testing us. He leaves us his word. He tells us to meditate upon it. He tells us with all of our prayer and supplication in thanksgiving. He tells us to speak thankful, speak it out loud. So he fills us up with all of his wisdom and knowledge. And then the test comes. So think about when you were in school and you would go through a course and at the end of the course, they gave you the paper or online or whatever it was and then everybody got quiet and it was up to you to fill in the blanks and write down the correct answers. That's when God gets quiet is when you're going through the test because he set you up for success. He already told you there were going to be trials. He already told you there was going to be tribulation. And what did he say? Be thankful in all of that because joy is on the other side of it. Weeping may endure for the night, but joy cometh in the morning. This is a mindset, my friends, and I encourage you. I hope that I can encourage you that whatever you're going through today, as rough and as, as rotten as it sounds, just be thankful for it. Believe that there's a higher purpose, there's a higher plan, that there is light at the end of your tunnel. The tunnel may be short, it may be long. It may be wide, it may be narrow, but at the end of the day, your belief system, your belief, your higher power, your faith is going to get you to the other side. He's got you. He's got a plan. He's got a purpose. There is an amazing outcome because you, my friend, are designed to live an epic and outstanding life. I'm grateful for you. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for the opportunity to be able to share what's in my heart with you. 
And I pray divine blessings upon each and every person that has an ear to hear these words and to stand on the word of faith, to stand strong, to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. He has got you. He's got you. Be thankful. Be grateful. And get ready for the next chapter in your life because it is amazing. It is epic. It's outstanding. I hope that I've contributed something to your life today. I hope that I've made you feel a little bit better. And I thank you. And I bless you. Go out and be the answer to someone else's situation. Go and tell them. God's got them. God's got you. Trust. Trust and love. I love you all. Be blessed. Hello, my friends. It is Wellness Wednesday, and I hope that you are well. I hope everything is wonderful and everything is working out on your behalf with favor, and you're just you're sparkling and your hearts are full today. But if they're not, if they're not, if you're going through something, um, the conversation for the past couple of days has been about failure and how do we perceive failure? How do we take that in? How do we deal with it? How much energy do we give to it? You know, there are a couple of great quotes out there and, um, you know, one is the one who fails and gets up is stronger than the one who never tried. Do not fear but rather fear not trying. Fear not trying. Have you ever failed at anything? And then what was your perception about it? Did you beat yourself up? And did you walk around for a few hours, a few days, a few weeks, or a few months? Did it hinder you moving forward? Did it create pain and interfere with your purpose? Or were you able to take some time and reflect on it and recognize that it was just a learning experience, that everything that happens to you is happening for you, and that there's a higher purpose with everything? Taking it and looking with a different perspective and understanding, that was just a learning experience. I can go back and try again. I can do it again. I can do it better this time. I now know more. And when I know more, I can do more. I can be better at it. Or maybe I recognize that wasn't even the genre that I wanted to be in. But look at what I learned from it. Look at the people that I met through it. Look at the experiences that I was able to navigate my way through. See, flip the script. Flip the script. Instead of looking down, look up. Because life is all about the meaning that you're giving to it. You know, back in 2007, my world was crashing in. It was crashing in from um, my relationship perspective. It was crashing in with the real estate market. I had had I had had so many great years, man. I was pulling down numbers like nobody's business. And then the market crashed and then I started to crash. And I left town for a little bit. I went down to Florida and I just, you know, I just needed some quiet time and I just needed to be able to clear my mind and say, all right, what's the deal? What's going on here? 
what is the higher plan here? Because I do believe that everything that's happening to me is happening for me. And I was able to look at where I was, um, look at where I wanted to be, and rewrite the script. And that's when I came back and I started my cooking and coaching company. But had that not happened, had I not had, and I don't want to call it a failure because the market was crashing. I didn't have anything to do with the the world uh, economy at that point. I was a part of it, but I was burnt out on it. You know, I was trying to put a square inside of a circle and it wasn't happening. But I don't want to say that I failed at it. It's just the situation was not working out. But had I not gone through that, I would never have then started the cooking and coaching company, which eventually evolved into Simply Supreme, the soup company, which totally evolved into me being able to work and coach individuals and groups and teach people how to eat, think, feel better, live a better life, changing their perspectives. See, nothing just happens. There are no failures. There are learning curves. They are experiences. They are experiences. Faith and failure both have a rhythm. Which rhythm are you going to get on? It's impossible to please God without faith. We have to have faith. We have to grow our faith. Each one of us is given a measure of faith, something to start with. Dig deep, get quiet, and understand that you don't fail. You don't fail. They're learning experiences. What did you learn from it? Who did you connect with? What did you learn that you're not going to do this time? How are you going to do it differently this time? How much more do you know now? Get back up. Get back up. Get back in the game. Fan the flame to run the race. You've got it in you to win. I know it and you know it. I know you know more than you think that you know. So I encourage you to look at your situation differently. Look at it through a different lens. Look at it through an experience. An experience. Not an obstacle. An experience. You got to learn from this. You got to learn. You did learn. Now get up and go back out there and do it differently this time. Until next time, much love to all.